So there was so much pressure on the shrouds and the forestay and my backstay that I thought that my mast actually might come down. Hey there, and welcome to Your Pocket Sailing Instructor, the number one educational podcast all about sailing. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals. Whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories, this podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast all about things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Monday to help you start off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey guys, happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of Your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm Penny. I'm excited to have you join me today. I hope you are having a great January so far. Things have been pretty good for me over here in Nelson. It has been uh, definitely milder than usual, so we've had a lot of rain, which uh, is kind of a bit disappointing because of our ski season. We have an awesome ski hill here called Whitewater. If you're a skier and you've heard of it, I'm, I'm sure it's either on your to-do list or maybe you've already been out to ski here. We get a lot, a lot of powder, so we're known for being a powder, <coughs> excuse me, powder hill. Uh, but yeah, that's unfortunately that hasn't been happening this year so far. So hopefully uh, the weather gods will shine down on the ski hill and, and give us some snow soon. But we'll see. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, this week I am bearing my soul and talking about a recent winterizing fail that I had. It was a, it was a doozy. And um, thankfully nothing major, major has happened. And for for my sake, it was actually good that the weather warmed up and got a bit mild. But um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about that and basically some of the mistakes I made along the way and, and why I ended up making the decisions that I did uh, and how I got to this point. But so basically, um, when it was time to put away Spindrift this year, I uh, pulled the boat out of the water. So for those of you who have been following along, uh, you might remember that Spindrift, uh, I've been having some engine issues and trying to fix those. Uh, I had her out on a pin and then she broke free from her pin and ran aground. And then that happened uh, about two days after I had a pretty significant knee injury. So I wasn't even mobile enough to go out and get the boat myself. So I had to call on some friends and thankfully I have some great people, friends, and family in my life who were able to hop into boats and go out and pull Spindrift off of the rocks and get her back onto the pin. And then uh, again, I had to call on those people about a week later to pull the boat out of the water because we were getting into November and we have some pretty wicked storms out here in the Kootenays around uh, the fall. And you definitely, if you can get your boat uh, up and out of the water or into the marina, that is the best option instead of having the boat out on the mooring pin. So I uh, called on my friends to help pull the boat out again, had a whole crew of people show up. I think there was, gosh, 10 or 15 people. It was really amazing. Um, and I was hobbling around on crutches while pretty much everybody, I they knew what to do. So I, I really didn't have to uh, be involved too much, which was really great. Um, and so got the boat up onto the um, trailer and got Spindrift tucked away. So at that point, mast is still up and yeah, boat was parked and that was it. 
So fast forward about a month or two later, uh, I decided that I needed to get the tarps onto Spindrift. So I have some pretty skookum chart, uh, not charts, <laughs> I have skookum charts too, but uh, tarps is what I'm trying to say. And uh, basically I have, there are two pieces. So they're designed specifically for Spindrift. They, um, there's one tarp that goes over the bow and then there's another tarp for the aft part of the boat and they basically get kind of, I call it sewing together. They're not really like you take a rope and you kind of put, put the two pieces together, uh, around the shrouds. And there's also a spot for the mast. There's a spot for the forestay and the backstay. So they're really, uh, custom for the boat. So they're super, super cool tarps. I love them. Now, the other thing that the boat came with was a basically like a PVC frame that uh, one of the original owners, I believe it was the original owner, had created specifically for the boat to create a structure up underneath the tarps. So the way that the PVC uh, works, I will post a, a photo of the diagram on um, sailnelson.com on my podcast notes as well. But the way that it works is basically, uh, I think there's about five sections that are on the bow to give the bow kind of a nice sloped structure. And then there's, I think, six or seven sections that go aft of the mast, again, to create like an open um, structure underneath the tarp and to give the tarp some sort of angle so that snow and water, whatever else, will just kind of float right off of the tarp. So... When it came time for me to put the tarps onto the boat, uh, my first goal was to actually get out to the boat and see if I could get up the ladder uh, and get the tarps up onto the boat. Because again, I was still nursing a pretty serious knee injury. It's an ACL, MCL, and a meniscus tear. So I've got uh, a pretty hefty brace that I'm wearing. So I managed to hobble my way up the ladder, win of the day. And then I managed to also pull these pretty heavy tarps up onto the boat as well. A lot of the times what I do when I want to bring stuff up onto the boat actually is I will tie a rope around it and then I'll bring the rope up onto the boat and then I basically just pull whatever it is up onto the boat that way. So just a little time saver trick there. And I should also mention I'm an only child. So my default setting is I will do this alone. <laughs> and that will uh, be an important point to think about when I talk about my fail coming up here in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, so I tend to come up with solutions and ways to do things on my own, which, you know, there's pros and cons to that. Pro, I don't need to wait for somebody else to help me, but con, I tend to sometimes bite off more than I can chew, or I will end up doing something that maybe could have been done better had I had an extra set of hands. So so I managed to get the tarps up onto the boat, and I managed to figure out which tarp was the bow and which uh, tarp was for the stern of the boat, because of course I didn't label those, which I'm going to do this year. Um, and then I proceeded to basically fiddle around and get things organized. So I have left the mast up on the boat, like I mentioned. And so I had hoped that having the mast up and basically securing the tarp around the mast and then having the boom on the boat as well would give the tarp enough of an angle to have the 
snow and water and stuff come off. So I put everything together. I stitched around the forestay, backstay, and shrouds. I managed to get the tarps. They wrap right around, so they hang down probably about halfway down the hull. So a lot of good coverage around the hull. And then I got everything tied off, and Spindrift was all tucked in. Tickety-boo. So fast forward uh, another month or so, and basically we have had quite a bit of snow, but it has been uh, unseasonably warm. So now we are turning into rain uh, and kind of having this on and off freezing and raining and warm and like the weather is just all over the place. So with all of this changing kind of uh, temperatures, uh, I was driving by the boat one day, dr- taking my daughter over to a friend's house, and I looked over and I noticed the tarp kind of looked a little bit weird. <laughs> so I was like, huh, I better go check on the boat. So I went over to Spindrift and climbed up the ladder, and sure enough, what was happening is the um, snow and ice and water at this point was accumulating inside the tarp, basically between, uh, like on the inside of the boat, between the lifelines and the boom, mast, all that kind of stuff. So my theory that I had created enough of an angle for water and snow to run off the boat was incorrect. And it was now all gathering inside of the boat. So right away, what I decided to do was to untie all of the ties around um, that I had for the tarp that were tied off to the trailer. And what that would do is as things melted or as things got heavy, the tarp would fall into the boat instead of creating more pressure and and, uh, more pressure points on the lifelines and stanchions. So that was my first thing to think about. So I undid all of those. The next thing that I noticed is that my forestay was really tight. And so I climbed up at the bow of the boat and I realized that the stitching that I had done to kind of hold the two tarp pieces together, what that had done is basically uh, it didn't let the tarp kind of move in relation to the forestay. So all of the pressure of all the snow gathering on the bow was basically pulling on my furler, my roller furler, and and putting all that pressure on there. So right away I undid that. And then I also went around to the shrouds and noticed that the same thing was happening there. So I undid those. Now for the backstay, the backstay is actually a hole that has been created in the tarp specifically for the backstay. So in order to, uh, when I put on the tarp, what I have to do is I take off the backstay. So I undo my turnbuckles and everything. I feed them through this hole. I have a split backstay. And then I reattach them um, at the points so that uh, they will be attached. Basically, it goes through the tarp and then back down to the stern where we have the chain plates and so on. So that part there is not stitched with a rope. I don't I don't feed a rope through the two pieces of tarp to hold them together. It's just one piece of tarp with a hole and the uh, backstay goes through there. So I was not able to release any of the pressure for the backstay. Uh, so at that point, I just really hoped that the snow and all of the extra weight that was accumulating at the stern uh, inside the cockpit, basically, that the backstay would be able to take it. The other part, too, that I realized was my boom, uh, because there's no hole for a topping lift, the boom is just being held up by my uh, boom vang. So I have a hydraulic boom vang, 
And I just noticed yesterday when I was at the boat that unfortunately, because of the weight of the tarp and the snow and everything, that part of the mount for my hydraulic boom vang has actually twisted and bent. So now my boom does not sit uh, in the middle of the boat. So that's uh, some sort of (laughs) spring maintenance that I'm going to have to add to my maintenance list. But so anyways, my goal at the moment was to try and get all of the extra weight off of the tarp. Um, So I used a shovel and some um, balers and stuff like that, managed to get all of the any leftover snow and water and everything off of the tarp. I managed to bring all of the PVC pieces out to the boat and I managed to construct the PVC um, setup underneath the tarp so that now the tarp actually has some sort of structure to it and it is able to withstand the any snow or water or anything like that. It will all run off because now I have this angle um, along the tarp line so that it will all run off. I just want to do a big shout out to my patrons, a big thank you to Chris, Sarah, and Emma who have recently joined us and who are making these episodes possible. For those of you who are not familiar with Patreon, it is a way to support content creators like myself through a subscription. So for as little as $3 a month, you can support my little podcast and help me reach more people and to keep new exciting episodes coming your way. Check it out today at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your pocket sailing instructor. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your pocket sailing instructor. I so appreciate all of your support. Now let's get back to our episode. So all of this long-winded story is to say that um, fails happen. (laughs) They happen to everybody and they even happen to me. And even uh, this is probably only the third time I've had to winterize Spindrift out of the water. Out here in Nelson, we keep the boats in the water. So uh, even though I have these tarps and these uh, pieces and stuff like that, um, sometimes I lose pieces or I miss I put the wrong piece in the wrong place, or in this case, I thought I could potentially save some time and cut some corners and everything would be okay. And turns out it wasn't. So thankfully, um, you know, I'm a bit hard on myself, but my husband reminded me that I was injured and I was fighting the clock when I did go ahead and try to winterize the boat the first time by myself. And so the biggest takeaway for me, which is something that I have had to try to learn a lot more in general in life is to ask for help. I'm really not good at that. Again, being an only child, I'm used to kind of doing things on my timeline and just get her done kind of thing. Um, But it would really help to have had a few extra hands and there's no shortage of people who offer to help me. It's just me not reaching out to ask people. So one of the the big things or the top three things that I've decided I need to uh, work on and keep in mind when I'm working on projects like this, and I would also recommend that you think about and work on as well when you're looking at your projects around your boat. First thing is to always make a plan. So figure out what equipment you're going to need, what tools you're going to need, any extra things that you're going to have to bring out to the boat as far as um, equipment. So in my case, yesterday, I had to make sure that I brought out a shovel, a couple buckets. At that point, I had a whole bunch of stuff in the boat that would have helped me solve this problem, but I couldn't actually get up into Spindrift 
um, properly because there was so much snow in the tarp and the tarp was right down in the cockpit, right over top of the companionway and my two hatches where I store everything. So even though I had all the tools and everything I needed inside the boat, I couldn't actually physically get inside the boat. So that was something that also I hadn't really planned. So make sure that you make a plan and you have an idea of what you're going to need, what kind of equipment is going to help you get uh, this particular project done. So that's my first thing. Uh, the next thing, definitely ask for help. You know, once you've figured out, I would like to do this on this day, or I've got this weather window or whatever, it's always helpful to have at least one extra set of hands. If you can get more than that, great. Um, and like I said, I'm really bad at asking for help. Even, you know, my kids, my teenagers are sitting around the house. I could easily force them, bribe them with a Starbucks to come out to the boat with me for a couple hours. And most of the time I end up fiddling on things on my own and it works out okay. But there are those odd projects where it would be really helpful to have somebody to help me. So yesterday I was putting the PVC um, system together and thankfully my knee is much better than it was first time I tried to do this, but um, I was basically going up and down that ladder over and over again, bringing pieces up and pieces down and figuring out what goes where. Whereas if I had somebody there to help me um, get this project going a little bit more, then that would have been a lot easier and it would have gone a lot faster. But anyways, so definitely try to ask for help. I know it's not easy. Trust me, <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, and the last part is to be flexible and to try, even though you have a plan in mind and you have a time in mind and you have people, you are probably going to have to troubleshoot on your toes, on your feet, be on your feet at all times thinking about, okay, well, that didn't quite work out. How am I going to do this? And that's exactly what I had to do uh, with the tarps initially when I realized, oh crap, what I tried to do is not going to work. And not only is it not going to work, but it might even damage other things on the boat even more than I had thought. Like at one point I was thinking, geez, that with the amount of snow and pressure that's on my standing rigging right now, this might rip down my entire mast. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be really embarrassing. But uh, I managed to kind of take a deep breath, take a look at the situation, realize that, you know, had a, if I can untie a few things, I can relieve some of the, the pressure and the strain. And then hopefully things will uh, start to melt. And I knew that we had warm weather coming. Uh, so that was kind of my saving grace was the warm weather showed up, then I could get the tarp emptied out and, and put it back together as, as it was supposed to be put together the first time. So I'm going to wrap up the episode here. This episode is not kind of one of my typical episodes where I'm kind of walking you through a process and procedures and all that kind of stuff. It's just more of an episode to let you know that I still make mistakes. I'm still learning. Um, yeah, fails happen <laughs> as embarrassing as they are. Uh, yeah, I think it's important for you guys to realize that and that uh, we're all still figuring things out and yeah. I'm still learning as well. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. I look forward to seeing you guys or chatting with you next week. Bye. <laughs>